Welcome to the A to Z of sex with me, Dr. Lori Beth. I'm an intimacy coach and psychologist. I created this show to explore the erotic alphabet, to help you learn more about desire and expressing your desires, discover ways to spice up your relationship and create that sizzling relationship you've always wanted. I do this through solid science, real life stories and interviews with an exciting variety of sex experts. Listen in weekly as I share key strategies to help you create your ideal sexual life. Make sure you join us to access even more sexual strategies on my blog, A to Z of Sex, access our monthly newsletter with subscriber-only offers at www.atozofsex.com. That's A-T-O-Z-O-F-S-E-X. Welcome to the A to Z of Sex. I'm Dr. Lori Beth, and I am your host. We are working our way through the erotic alphabet one letter at a time. Just a reminder, this podcast deals with adult content, so if you don't have privacy, you might want to put on your headphones. My apologies for my voice today, but I have been um, at an event and doing lots of talking recently over the last number of days, and so my throat is a little bit sore. Today the letter is T, and T is for tattoos and also scarification. Uh, a little trigger warning here. I am going to talk about branding later in the show. The word tattoo comes from the Tahitian tattoo, which means to mark something. Tattooing has existed since Neolithic times. We know this because of the ancient art that has been discovered. Mummified, yes, I did say mummified skin and the archeological record. In fact, even older tattoo tools and art have been found, which suggests that tattooing started in the upper Paleolithic times in Europe, but we don't have the evidence on skin until the fourth millennium BC, that's 4,000 BC. Otzi, the Iceman, who was dated between 3370 and 3100 BC is the oldest example of tattooing on mummified skin. Tattooed mummies have been recovered from at least 49 sites throughout the world. Locations include Alaska, Greenland, Siberia, China, Mongolian, Mongolia, Philippines, Egypt, Sudan, and the Andes. Tattooing has been used to identify criminals and describe their crimes in a number of cultures. These include Chinese, Greek, and Roman cultures. Tattooing by the Nazis was done as a means of humiliating, dehumanizing, and identifying the Jews, homosexuals, and gypsies who were sent to the death camps. Tattooing has been used for religious reasons and spiritual reasons in tribal cultures, in the Hindu religion, in Egypt, Syria, Japan, including the native Ainu people, by the Copts in Thailand, and by the Celts. Many people from modern spiritual subcultures, neo-pagan, pagan, and Western magicians, for example, tattoo for spiritual purposes as well. All tattooing is painful. If somebody tells you that it doesn't hurt, they're lying. 
simple. Some are more painful than others. And this depends on um, a variety of things. It depends on area of the body. Tattoos close to the bone typically are more painful than tattoos where there's some extra flesh. It depends on uh, your individual pain sensitivity. It can also depend on your emotional state, your overall physical state, and what day it is. Really, it can vary from day to day. So for women, for example, um, the pain involved in tattooing changes during menstrual cycles. Um, closer to the period is often more painful. But even um, women who have um, moved through menopause still have some cyclical eff um, effects. So this can really influence just how much pain you feel. For many cultures, as a result, tattooing was and still is a rite of passage rather than just a marking of a rite of passage. Think about that for a second. For some, we mark major events and rites of passage by getting a tattoo in honor. But in some cultures, the actual tattooing was the rite because the tattoos were large and very painful to experience. So if you endured them, you made it through the transition. Um, large tattoos in particular were used to mark the move from adolescence to adulthood and some tribal cultures still are. Many people in modern cultures will use the tattoo to mark a particular rite of passage or a particular event and also to honor ancestors. So, what does tattooing have to do with sex, you may ask? Well, lots. Ask any person who's been tattooed for more than 15 or 20 minutes, and you'll be told that at some point in the painful process, they begin to feel high. Endorphins and adrenaline are released when a person's being tattooed. In fact, that's the case at some point whenever your skin is being cut. I understand that actually the endorphins are released with the, with the cut, the first few cuts, but you may not feel it for 15 or so minutes. For people who are masochistic, and people who are masochistic gain pleasure from some types of pain, the high that they get can also include sexual arousal. Tattoos are used in some parts of the BDSM subculture as marks of ownership. Submissive or slaves may be tattooed with the mark of their dominance or their masters. Research done by a university in Poland in 2017 surveyed 2,369 women and 215 men. They showed them images of tattooed and non-tattooed men to figure out whether people found tattoos more attractive they discovered that the tattoos didn't increase attractiveness for the women, but women did see the tattooed men as more dominant and masculine. For the men, tattoos did increase attractiveness. Tattoos have become more mainstream since the 1990s, and now many people identify them as sexy. There's lots of variation, 
as to how many tattoos and where they're placed would be considered sexy. Women are still more negatively judged than men with tattoos, but mainstream culture has grown to embrace tattooing. There's still a stereotype that suggests that tattooed women are more promiscuous, so men are more likely to approach tattooed women for sex. In fact, there was some research um, where the researchers had women lay belly down on the beach, with a t some with no tattoo and some with a temporary tattoo on their lower back to see whether um, they would be approached by more men and the tattooed women were approached by more men than the non-tattooed women. Although it was a very small sample size, so this research will have to be expanded in order for it to have any kind of real validity. In sexual subcultures, tattoos are more appreciated since beauty is defined differently than in the mainstream culture. And this is where tattoos really shine when it comes to attracting positive sexual attention. Women who have tattoos are seen as more creative, which suggests the possibility of creativity with sex, although this does not always follow. You have to be able to withstand pain in order to be tattooed. And those who have multiple tattoos probably enjoy a bit of pain rather than just withstanding it. Again, you can't make this assumption. This can translate though into enjoying some mild to seriously rough sex. Don't assume, make sure that you ask and then you get consent. Research in 2012 published in the Journal of Sexual Medicine found people with tattoos to be more sexually open than their non-inked peers. People who have multiple tattoos also think a lot about their decisions, not just about tattooing, but also in other areas of their lives. Multiple tattoos are rarely impulsive, whereas one tattoo can be an impulsive move um, on a drunken night out. When you take the time to make decisions, you have far fewer regrets. So even if a sexual relationship doesn't work out, you're more likely to eventually view it as neutral, a learning experience, or even positively. Turner in 1980 noted, the skin and the hair are the concrete boundary between the self and the other, the individual and their society. So expressing yourself via your skin and your hair can be seen as bringing our thoughts feelings and desires and placing them on view for others to see. What we're saying is, is that tattooing gives a message. We do this with makeup, with hair colors and styles, with clothing and accessories as well. But the difference with tattooing is that it is a permanent statement. So it's usually a much more personal statement, a much deeper statement about the person their views, their beliefs, their values, and their mores than their hairstyle or um, the makeup that they use or the style of clothing or their jewelry. Again, um, it may not be an obvious statement. You probably will need to talk to the person about what their tattoos mean, what they are saying. 
There's a lot of research that highlights that people from various cultures use tattooing to display true and authentic self. Though to those outside the subculture, the culture or cultural subgroup, the meaning may be obscure. In some tribal cultures, tattooing was seen as distinctly sexual, and the location of tattoos in the mouth or on the genitals, obviously sexual, though the interpretation more complex. These tattoos became eroticized. In the BDSM community and in the primal subculture of that community, temporary piercing and tattooing is often incorporated into sexual scenes. There are some artists who are happy to have a partner attend the tattooing and either politely ignore or are incorporated into the scene. One British artist told me that it was not unusual for women in particular to have orgasms when he was tattooing on thighs and labia in spite of the pain. He said that it turned him on to be able to cause an orgasm in this way, but that he didn't make any assumptions about what this meant. He was very clear that he did nothing but tattoo but did say that he had been propositioned more than a few times by women he was tattooing. In addition to tattooing, people have decorative cuttings, cell popping, and temporary branding done during sexual scenes. This is far more popular as part of a BDSM scene, though it is very edgy. Um, and it may be more popular because, for example, cell popping is seen as easier I should say that if you are going to do anything like this, you need to take some professional instruction and observe the precautions that are suggested because there are health risks in doing these type of activities. Cell popping is done with a very hot probe which is touched to an individual pore and it causes a burn. This goes on pore by pore until the design is created. It's a form of scarification tattooing this type of tattooing creates scars rather than using ink and is also thousands and thousands of years old. Though some of these are seen as temporary, for many people, cuttings and poppings will last. So make sure that you are happy to have whatever you're putting on your skin be there forever, because it might be. Branding is not for the faint of heart. It can be incredibly painful. A number of methods are used. Strike branding, which, it, which is using heated metal that's pressed into the skin. This is the most common form of branding used in livestock as well. This isn't favored because it doesn't often heal into a clean mark. Cautery branding is related to the tool using, using, used for cell popping. Laser branding allows for more precision and for the person to regulate the damage done to the tissues surrounding and how deep the brand actually goes. So it tends to create a much cleaner design. Cold branding is done with a metal tool that's been cooled using liquid nitrogen. The advantage of this is that it doesn't cause keloid scarring. I'm told that the hair on the site would grow back white. Cutting is done in a variety of ways as well. One method is ink rubbing, which is as it sounds. You make the cuts and you rub tattoo ink into the cuts. Skin removal is when lines of skin are literally cut and removed and often a sterile scalpel is used to do that. With all of these things, aftercare is extremely important. 
wherever you're causing breaks in the skin, infection is a possibility. In order to avoid infection, tools used need to be sterile. So I did say aftercare, but actually before care is all, and during care is also important. You need an area to be as sterile as possible. Now, if you are at an event, this may be very difficult. So you need to be aware of this. The area needs to be kept really clean afterwards and throughout the whole healing process. Follow the instructions by the person who's doing your tattoo, cutting, cell popping, or branding meticulously. All of these activities take experience. Use common sense and don't let just anyone do any of these things to your body. I do not recommend engaging in any of these activities at a BDSM or kink event unless you know the history and experience of the practitioner. Recognize that doing anything that breaks your skin or damages your skin is an infection risk and own that risk. Do what you can to lower it. Take your time and don't be pressured into anything. Negotiation for cutting, brands, cell popping and tattoos, in fact, anything that will cause a permanent mark should be done in a neutral space before the scene and never when you've already been involved in a scene as if you're in an altered state, you might agree to something you regret later. Even if you believe this is a permanent relationship, my advice is that you never put someone else's name on your body. Even initials are questionable. These days, tattoo cover-ups can be superb, but it's best not to have to deal with cover-ups if possible. It's extra expense and it's extra pain. Tattoo removal leaves scarring, so it's not a perfect removal and it's also expensive. And finally, if you're in the Los Angeles area, Lance Houston, the owner of Shoebox Tattoo, link is in the podcast notes, is a fantastic artist. He is worth traveling to see. I do travel to see Lance and have done so on many occasions. And I can highly recommend his work. Thanks for joining me for the A to Z of Sex this week. Write to me with suggestions for the show and questions you want answered at drlorybeth at a to z of sex.com. That's D-R-L-O-R-I-B-E-T-H at A-T-O-Z-O-F-S-E-X.com. Please follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, where I am at Dr. Bisbee. And on Facebook, I'm Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee. Check out my YouTube channel, where I'm also Lori Beth Bisbee. And head over to Binge Networks, where I have a television channel there. For a free 30-minute discovery session with me, go to https colon forward slash forward slash the-intimacy-coach.com and head to my contact page to click on my calendar and schedule directly. On Binge Networks, my channel is the A to Z of Sex with Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee. It can be found on iTunes as well. If you enjoy the show, please leave me a review on iTunes and or Stitcher and join me next week for the letter U. Thank you for listening. Thanks for tuning in. You were just listening to the A to Z of sex. If you enjoyed the show, please leave a review here on iTunes and make sure you head over to www.atozofsex.com. That's A T-O-Z-O-F-S-E-X. 
to subscribe to my free newsletter to help you keep your sex life sizzling. Stay tuned for upcoming weekly episodes as we work our way through the sexual alphabet to discover the wide world of sex, sexuality, desire, and intimacy. Knowledge gives you the power to create relationships that bring you satisfaction and joy. Hope to see you next week.